Welcome back to When We're Strange. I'm Chris. I'm Dana. And we're here to tell you some strange tales because it's what we do. Dana, woohoo! Yes. As I always want to know, how were you strange this week? Um, everything is pretty normal. I mean, I, like, I legit just don't have anything strange going on because I legit just don't do fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> I go to work and come home and chill and that's it. So like it's hard, especially right now, to have anything else strange going on. Gotcha. I mean, it's a, I got a pretty normal strange life. I guess that's strange. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. What, what about you? How is uh, how is you strange? <laughs> uh, school started back and I actually had all of my reading done before the first day of class, which never happens because I am queen of the procrastinators. Okay. Well, I don't even know what you're telling us about today, and I'm kind oh. of excited to hear it, actually. You didn't tell me first for once, and I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> okay, so I did mention it to you, but I didn't say I was gonna if I was going to do it for this episode or not. So technically, you're correct. <laughs> I mean, really, you're correct because you didn't know what I was going to choose. So you got it. Whatever. <laughs> um, I am doing The Legend of the Wendigo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I thought you were doing that for a different thing. So I'm super yeah. excited because I told you, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yay. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was originally going to do it for my mini episode, but then that fell apart. And I was like, well, I've already got the research for it. Might as well get it out of the way and save something else for that episode. So I am doing it over the Wendigo, and it's W-E-N-I-D-G-O. Wendigo. I think. Let me make sure. I have it written down like 20 minute times. So I'll try to look them up. It's different variations of spelling. Like even like a... I'll mention here like different ways to they it was pronounced with different tribes or just different dialects and stuff like that. So it changes. It kind of sounds the same altogether, but different consonants. If that makes sense. Okay, so do you know what a Wendigo is? Like, have you heard it before? Just on Supernatural, and that was in what like the first season. So I have no fucking idea what a Wendigo is anymore. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know they had that on there. Um, I've not watched very. I've I've watched. Okay, people will probably hate me because it's been around forever, and I've always wanted to sit there and watch every single episode. But I've literally only seen like sporadically a couple episodes here and there. I didn't start watching until 2017, so mm -hmm. don't feel too bad. I just quickly became obsessed and was like, "Well, this is my life now." Yeah, like I know I'm gonna be obsessed with it. I know I'm gonna love it. It's not like. That's not what's holding me back if I'm going to like it or not. It's just I haven't got around to it. <laughs> and um, I don't know. So, like, I don't want people to, like, oh, you know, like the, the late in the game shamer, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, it is on my list to watch. It is something I know because the episodes I have seen, I really like. I just forget about it. Um, But I, the first time I heard of a Wendigo was on, um, you ever watched Charmed? Uh, yes. Okay, that is like the, it's like the second or third, no, 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 maybe, well, yeah, it might have been the second or third, it's on the first season, I'm pretty sure, and uh, Piper, Piper turns into a Wendigo, and then they you know, have to help her, blah, blah, 
And <laughs> I love charms. It's like my favorite thing. And I was so obsessed with Cole. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, he was, like, my dream guy. Like, I still love Julian McCann. And McCann? Oh, my gosh, I can't see his last name. But, like, I was so obsessed with his character, Cole. And I was like, he's going to be my husband one day. <laughs> when I'm, like, you know, 13, 14, <laughs> thinking this is my what a weirdo. Anyway. Yeah, so I had seen it on there first, and then I started, uh, I looked it up later on to, like, find out what it really was about, and then I got into, I didn't realize that it was a Native American legend, or spirit or monster. So, <clears throat> I thought that was interesting, more more interesting, because I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. Like, it was just a thing I heard, and it was in pop culture. And then it was actually, it's actually like a, you know, something that I can re- not relate to, but having my ancestry or, you know, history. So I thought that right was on. I didn't realize that, so but then, as stated, I know nothing about it other than I saw it once on there. Supernatural in 2017. <laughs> 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 okay, so, so the Wendigo. So here we get, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know what I haven't said in a long time? Slide on in. Oh, yes. I remember that was like a whole thing there for a moment. Yeah, and I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and slide in this story here. <laughs> All right. So in north woods of Minnesota, the forests of the Great Lake region and the central regions of Canada, is said to live a malevolent being called a Wendigo. Okay. So in some stories, it's, it may appear as a monster or a spirit, like – um. And then they can possess humans and then turning, you know, turning them into the monster that they are. Ooh. And it's, it centers around a lot of cannibalism. Ooh, really? And, I love it. Yeah. Like, I love cannibalism, yeah. apparently. You love it. <laughs> yeah, like, um, and before I get started, like, I did have a friend, because she was asking me, um, a, a lady I work with, uh, she was asking me about... Uh, what we were looking up, she because she's in um shoot, she's in uh, college and she's taking these classes and they're having to learn how to look through look uh, get the information from the library or something like that. Ew, no so fun. she was asking, so, yeah, she's like, so I just wanted to see if I could find anything, you know, just interesting. And I was like, okay, oh, wait. so I what we were- like online library or she's actually having to go look in books to like figure all that out. I think it was go through the books. Really, I've never had to learn that since, like, elementary, but I was just like, oh, wait, she probably meant, yeah. you know, when you have to get on the library's website to look up articles. I don't, I, well, okay. might be. I thought she was talking, she kept saying library. She never said online or, but, I mean, either way, um, she looked up, you know, trying to find, the, I gave her the, info, I gave her what I was talking about, and then she sent me emails and stuff she found, and she, uh, she had more of the psychology of it the psychosis and things like that like what it and I'd read skimmed through some of it but then what I was I already had some of it in my notes already but she did have a lot of information that I just didn't go all the way through but it was a lot and I didn't realize that was that much of what you could find more in like I say books versus the internet which I've been having trouble with because like I might need to turn into the library then (laughs) yeah but um okay well so, like I said, it was associated with cannibalism and murder. 
Ooh, cannibalism and murder, two of my favorites. <laughs> An insatiable greed. Living Dead Girl, just with new lyrics, got like in my head when you said that. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> That's my, that is my favorite Rob Zombie song. Like, I don't care what anybody says, it's my favorite. I mean, it's good. I won't necessarily say favorite, but it's definitely good. I, I, I don't know that why that one. I don't know. That's why. That's my favorite one. I like songs that aren't like popper you know, or popper. That one is uh, like the most popular. What are you talking about? I mean, like, okay. I tried to explain this to Calvin the other day because um, Journey song. Um, Shoot, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. That song. It's any way you yeah. want it. Um, <laughs> um, that's my favorite song, and it doesn't. Ha- I told him I was like, it's not the same. The reasons why I like it are not the same as why it's popular. It has a different meaning to me, and it makes me feel a certain way. And I was like, but it's not the same as a you know. Of course, everybody's gonna feel and like a song for different reasons, but it's like the popular opinion about it is not why I like it. You know, it's, it's a catchy tune. It's fun to sing and dance. It makes you feel good. It gives me a certain feeling. So I think that's why with Living Dead Girl is kind of the same. Like I, it's a popular song everybody really likes and loves, but I don't like it for the same reasons, if that makes sense. So it feels differently to me. And I try to explain that. Sure. <laughs> if you're deciding that you get to judge other people's perceptions, I guess. Just say it. Yeah, so I was saying like you know, everybody has their own everybody has it will like a song and that that's their favorite for whatever whatever reasons they feel i was like but the popular opinion about it like i said like catchy tune you know catchy tune this and that the popular opinion versus their actual feelings i think that's where why i like it better than i, I was like i like it better than everybody else <laughs> All right, crazy to lady. <laughs> i know <laughs> um overthinker 101 <laughs> Well, not that you care, but my favorite Rob Zombie song is Ging Gang Gong De Do Gong De Lagaraga. It's my favorite. <laughs> that one's fun. I like that one too. And it's fun to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like to jam out to Rob Zombie and like try to girl out like makeup and hair and stuff. And I'm not really going for like that edgy look or anything. I just like to jam out to Rob Zombie while I put makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, okay, let me get back into this mess. Uh, okay, so many tribes that have this legend in their culture is considered, or they consider all these things I just mentioned, cannibalism, murder, and, and the greed, um, it's a taboo. You know, obviously people don't want you eating people, but <laughs> it's a taboo. And if you do these things, you, you get either executed or you get exiled from the tribe when you get found doing these things so um it is known by other names so uh, but they all roughly translate to the evil spirit that devours mankind oh that's metal as fuck yeah and then um the names are okay so it's a wendigo which is spelled with an i or weetigo okie dokie which is also um spelled with an i and then but that's W-I-T-I-K-O, Wee-T-Co. I like that better, honestly. Yeah. And then it's Wee-T-Go, which is spelled the same as the Co, except for Go. And then uh, it has Wee-T-Go. And you say it longer, like Wee-T-Go, okay. instead of Wendigo. And the tribes that have the legends are the Algonquin Ojibwe and the Eastern Cree, the, okay, I don't know how to say this one, Solitude. 
Deltics. I'm saying that wrong. And the Western Swampy Cree, and then the Naskapi, and the Inu people. Peoples. Alrighty. So those are the tribes that, uh, and some of those tribes are Canadian, or in the Canadian border. But it's more northern, because this creature is really into cold weather. <laughs> well, I don't agree with him on that. Cold weather is the devil, but... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the like I, it's usually found in winter areas that not necessarily look at all year round but definitely cold northern you know north pole probably but i mean that's usually where he hangs out okay okay so the algonquin they describe him as a giant with a heart of ice and sometimes said to be made completely of ice and the body of a skeleton and a deformed missing lips and toes Hell no <laughs> now I assume the missing toes is from frostbite and they fell off. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, because the way they depict him in pretty, it's kind of like a similar description of him. But when I get more into the description of him, you'll see like it's more of a decaying effect. Oh, okay. And the way he, the way he is described, like it, it you can kind of see it. And I'll send a picture, or I'll post a picture when we put this up. But um, and the okay, so the. Ojibwe depict him as a large creature, as tall as a tree, with lipless mouth and jagged teeth. That is so gross. Its breath was, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so you can kind of see like the decay of the mouth, like the way he, they say lipless is because his the rotting had receded back, and so it shows his teeth. Mm-hmm. And then um, its breath was a strange hiss noise, and its footprints full of blood. And it, your dog is so loud. <laughs> I know she she's all the way down, like in like down a hill and quite a ways from the house. Like she's so she wants to come in is why and she's being dramatic, Yuki. Gosh, she will bark for hours. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, and oh, and if any man or woman or child were to walk into his territory. The ones that got eaten were considered the lucky ones. Oh, hold up! Why are they lucky? They're eaten. Mm-hmm. So you 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 die. You know they eat you. But if he didn't eat you, um, he would then possess you and turning you into a wendigo. And then you would you turning into a wendigo would go hunt down loved ones and your friends and family and eat uh, well, feast upon their flesh. Oh, okay. See, because at first I was like, well, I mean, you would be altered, so you wouldn't care if you got turned into a cannibal uh-huh. and stuff. But I guess if you had to eat your friends and family, that would be an issue. So, okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then with this curse of being a Wendigo, you're cursed with an appetite that you can of human flesh, and you can never satisfy it. So, and, you know, like I said, he looks rotted and, and, you know, the receding, he's very, like I said, in the description, it kind of explains more that he just looks like walking starvation. Oh, poor guy. He needs to eat more people. I mean, he that's the thing. He eats and eats and eats, but can never satisfy his hunger. Like, he's never full. Then he just needs to always be eating. <laughs> but he preys on people in the wintertime <laughs> that get lost. 
well, or, he know, needs to up his game then. I don't know what to tell I, you. His <laughs> hunger is his own problem. Yeah. Okay, so let me, let me get it. I'll get to those parts in a second. Okay. Legends suggest that they are created through cannibalism. Uh, usually, like, if Indian settlers or um, Indians, Native Americans that were in the area or um, or settlers that were had come to these spots and it's wintertime, they're either running out of food and supplies, so they resort to cannibalism. That makes them turn into a Wendigo. Oh. And, I mean, with especially with, that's what the Native American believe um, or believed in, you know, the Wendigo, what the Wendigo, how it became. It is a spirit initially, but it finds people that had resorted to cannibalism to survive, and then it, cha- it changes them into the Wendigo through the spirit possessing and finding that person. And then um, our other versions say they were created by humans who with or who had extreme greed, gluttony, and uh, you know, like a so they in the Native American if you had if you were that type of person, they believed that you would turn into a Wendigo. And then you would walk around, you know, starving, you know, gorging yourself on humans, but never satisfied with, you know, you had to walk around like that and feel like, I guess, what you were inflicting, having the greed and get gluttony. Yeah. And um, they believe the myth served as a uh, moral of, or to encourage cooperation and moderation. All right. Within the tribes. Okay, so let me get into this real good description of them. So, like, you know, like I said, like, you know, however you became a Wendigo or are, is a wind or however you became a Wendigo would, you know, so it seems like however you did end up turning into a Wendigo, the description of what you will look like and act like are pretty much all the same through all the legends. And like I said, this is like Northern uh, North America, um, to uh, in the Canadian regions in the north, and you know, which would be their south, but I mean the South Canadian area, and then further up. <laughs> yeah. Is it usually? <laughs> no, you, you just made me laugh because you're like in the north. I mean, they're south. I had to be uh, geographically correct. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Is that the right one? I I'm not <laughs> great with like directions and stuff. Oh. I'm more of a, like, a landmark person. Like, I can tell you how to get to me with landmarks, but I couldn't tell you what street I live on. I mean, I know what street I live on, but, like, I couldn't tell you any other streets. Um, I was literally born and raised here, and I get confused by the different parts of our not-actual city. And it's kind (laughs) of a problem sometimes, because I'll think I'm going to the right area, and then I'll kind of get close to, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say. I get to somewhere that I'm like, hold up, this is nowhere near what I'm supposed to be near. It's not lost because I still kind of know where I'm at, you know. I just realize I'm not anywhere near where I need to be. And I have to come up with a new plan on how to figure out where that is. And it's just a problem. I can give you proximate location of like a bunch of stuff, but (laughs) not great with direction. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> okay, so let me get back. To, okay, so this is the description of the Wendigo. He's very fucking tall, apparently. Um, glowing eyes, sometimes red, sometimes yellow. But usually, if it's like yellow, you can see like it's sunken, and uh, 
he's got uh, like red around it, like blood seeping out of his eyes. Like holy shit! <laughs> and he's got yong yong. Oh my gosh, long yellow fangs. Ew. Yeah, and his sharp claws. Very long tongue, which I don't like. That freaks me out, man. <laughs> yeah, wait till I send you the picture of him because it's pretty. This one, like I, all the pictures I have seen though, like depict him with deer antlers. Okay. And he looks kind of like a deer, but um, some descriptions didn't have him with that, with antlers. On yeah. It, or some kind of antlers. So how tall did you say it was? I forgot. Um, some were saying like as tall as a tree, like fifteen feet tall. Like he's very fucking tall. Yeah, super big. Okay, I'm I'm picturing it better now. Yeah, I'll send you a picture here. But um, so his skin can either be yellow, like a yellow, like gang, like that decaying yellow color. Yeah, I don't like that. Or gray skin with, yeah, or or sometimes he's depicted with gray skin with matted fur, and he looks emaciated, and he looks like like he's been starving the whole time. Like you can see, because well, he is his ribs. Yeah, he can't find enough people. Super hungry. No. <laughs> and then on top of this, he's not known to be like super fast, but it he's a very skilled hunter. Okay, so just like slowly very, walking around. Yeah. yeah, and he's very stealthy apparently, and it can in some legends he could control the weather. What? How? What I mean by that is like he can probably make it more snowy or you know more a lot, a little bit colder, so you slow down. Like he uses his abilities to make it easier for. Because, like yeah. I said, he's not known to be. I like that. Fast, Use your strategies. But, make sure you're making the best of yeah. it. You're handling the situation right. And uh, so, like you know, he control the weather to help, like kind of to his advantage. You know, to so he can because he can it. The weather does not face him. Obviously, he's starving to death. <laughs> and, um, so they're very skilled hunters, and once they. When they can sense when you get into their territory. Okay. And like I said, they either like they can either possess you or they can eat you. And in some legends, they said like they could bite you and turn you into this, or they could scratch you if you get away. Then you turn Man, into. Man, I'd be so fucking mad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but most legends said nine, ten times out of ten, you probably didn't get away. <laughs> so you either, you know. I mean, even if he did scratch you, you automatically, you know, turn into a Wendigo. So, I mean, like, you didn't get away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't just get away with a scratch. <laughs> so, they're, they are cursed just to roam around the territory. They look for humans. They find them, and then they eat them, do their thing. And then that is their main purpose, is just trying to find human flesh, trying to feed themselves that they can never satisfy themselves. So before I get into like the stories that they had on here, mm-hmm. what's your what's your view on him so far? Um, I feel really bad for him, honestly. Yeah, he's very hungry. Yeah, and I always feel bad when things don't eat yeah. and they're in the cold. He needs and more then, people because if yeah. he's not ever gonna not be hungry, you just have to literally eat all the time. Because then you can trick yourself at least into thinking that you're going to feel not hungry. And he's just so mm-hmm. starving because there's, like, people aren't giving themselves up to be eaten enough because it's cold out. Man, you're only thinking of yourself. You need to go out and be lost and get cold and let him eat you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so, um. All right. 
I'm going to get, I'm going to start getting to like the more, um, I'm going to talk about the little psychosis part of Woo. it. And then I'll get into some of the stories and then we should be wrapped up from there, I think. Um, but okay. So the legend lends its name to disputed modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. Okay. Which is considered um, by some psychiatrists to be a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Okay. Says, ironically, the psychosis is said to occur within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. So saying those areas tend to have a higher uh, case by case, a case study of, of there of, in those areas because it is mostly associated with winter. Yeah. Well, obviously that means it's real or the fact that they're exposed to the lore and, you know. Yeah, and they get snowed in and for long periods of time. But it says the initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. People who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly sees others around them as being edible. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, they have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals. Cannibal- cannibals. They're so scared Sorry. of it, but they're the ones like, ooh, John over there is looking delicious. Yeah, <laughs> you start seeing drumsticks hanging yeah, out. Like, my guy yeah yeah it, why are you afraid you're actively so they, seeking this yeah. yeah i think that's what they're so they're you know because i think like we talked about it before like you know if you had to be a cannibal for you know like str- you know in a stranded situation could you eat another person you know and you think about it and i get you know if survival meant that you had to yeah. would you I mean, I know in that situation, I'd be like, yep, fuck it, kill him, we're eating, but it doesn't yeah. sound too great right now, because I'm not on the verge of death. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, I don't think I'd do it, but you never know in that situation. So, I think that's what scares them, because they're like, oh my god, I'm thinking about it, and then they start freaking out that they're, like, really legitly thinking about it, because they are at that point. Yeah, too. And so, I was like, I don't blame them for, <laughs> for feeling that yeah. way, like, you know, scared, but... It uh, it definitely is a a shitty thing to think like you you're hungry and you want to eat people, but you're also afraid to be yeah. <laughs> to be that. Man, thing. I'd be so mad. You're just like snowed in with this person, and they just start looking at you kind of crazy. You're like, God damn it! Like, you can't eat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's chips in the the cabinet. <laughs> yes, there are more appropriate snacks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the uh, most common response when a person showed signs of Wendigo psychosis was a curing attempt by traditional Native healers. Okay, well, I mean, that makes sense. So this documented case occurred in 1878 when a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Switchrunner suffered one of the worst cases known. Swiftrunner was a trader with the Hudson Bay Company who was married and had, and the father of six children. That's hella children, dude. That's a lot. That's too many. But he, okay, where was I? He served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. Oh, yeah. During the winter of 1878 and 79, Swiftrunner and his family were starving along with numerous other Cree families. His eldest son was the first to die of starvation and at some point... Swift Runner succumbed to Wendigo psychosis. 
though emergency food supplies were available at Hudson Bay Company Post, some 25 miles away, he did not attempt to travel there. Rather, he killed the remaining members of his family and consumed them. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. Poor guy. So I think this happened in Canada. It sounds it sounds like it. And then um, a Wendigo allegedly made a number of appearances near a town called, oh my gosh, Rosu. Okie dokie. Rosesu. <laughs> in northern Minnesota. I'm probably saying that wrong. Not Minnesota part, but the, the town. <laughs> <laughs> From the late 1800s through the 1920s, each time that it was reported, an unexpected death followed, and finally it was seen no more. So, you know, in the 1800s, it was still being seen. Okay, so they were seen through the 1800s all the way to the 1920s. Okay, so another one case um, involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler in O.G. Cree, chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. Some of these creatures were said to have been sent by enemy enemy shamans and others were members of his own band who had been taken with the insatiable, incurable desire to eat human flesh. In the later case, Fiddler was usually asked by family members to kill a very sick loved one before they turned Wendigo. Fiddler's own brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. Hudson Bay Company traders, the Cree, and missionaries were all aware of the Wendigo legend. Though they often explained it as a mental illness or superstition, regardless, several incidents of people turning Wendigo... Uh, and eating human flesh are documented in records of the company. That's crazy, dude. And then in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder. And uh, Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his Oh, shit, man. Yeah, that's a little stupid. (laughs) Which I think they're... I'm asking you if this, if you understood the way I read it, is that he had to, they got put in jail for murdering the people that he killed that they thought they were Wendigos? I don't know. Did that sound, this sound like that to you? I, I mean, I, I think. I'm, no? I'm second. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it said. I was just trying to make sure I was reading it in my head right, and I was like, wait, it didn't really say what they, but I, was like, I guess that's what it was. Okay, never mind. Just cut all that jazz out. Not the story, but what I just asked. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're almost done with this here. Among the... uh, Why are these words so dumb? Ass and bony. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's A-S-S-I-N-I-B-O-I-N-E. Okay. Asaboyne. Asaboyne. <laughs> anyway, the Cree and the Ojibwe. The Cree and the Ojibwe, a satirical similar dance, is sometimes performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. The frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases, psychosis cases 
decreased sharply in the 20th century as the Native Americans came into greater and greater contact with the Western ideologies, i.e. not letting them believe in stuff that they actually believed in. <laughs> However, Wendigo creatures sightings all still reported, especially in northern Ontario near the cave of the Wendigo and around the town of Kenora. Uh, where it is, has allegedly been spotted by traders, trackers, and trappers for decades. Okay. There are many that still believe that the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies in northern Minnesota and Canada, Kenora, Ontario, Canada, have been given <clears throat> the title of Wendigo capital of the world by many. Sightings of all the creatures in this area have continued well into the new millennium. That's impressive. And... So far, that's what I've, oh, so far, but that's pretty much what I got on, like, with this website, I get a, a lot of information just on the legend and in the, even in the psychosis part of it. Um, I was trying to find, like, more of, like, you had talked, we had talked before about the, having that cannibalism, cannibalistic gene, and then causing you to have mental issues Oh, yeah, the protein later thing. in your life. Yeah, the protein. That one wasn't mental issues, though. It was a physical, like, issue. But I haven't revisited that still, and I should. You know? I really need to do cannibalism, like, full cannibal deal. That'd be fun. That would be. We've, we haven't mentioned it, and, like, we keep things like, that's really interesting, but we never, we should probably do one. Oh, gosh. We should really do one really soon. Cannibalism just fascinates me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Here's this dumb story. Uh, it's my favorite, though. Uh, one of my friends, we were watching Netflix, and there used to be a show, I don't know if it's still on there, but it's Eating with Cannibals. Oh. And he, it was just, I don't remember if we were fixing to watch it or if it was just on, like, the menu. And he looked over, and he, <laughs> I think he just glanced at it, and he said, like, Eating with Cannonballs. <laughs> and then we were like, what? And he's he said, I was like, that hurt. It, like, it sounds like it hurts. I was like, cannibals? <laughs> and then he's like, oh my gosh. But I don't, that's just a dumb story that I had about cannibals. But <laughs> that's funny. This has nothing to do with anything, but it just popped into my head. Um, I was on TikTok mm -hmm. earlier and this, this girl had one and she said, uh, sorry. I have something that will determine if you're a millennial or Gen Z. And I was like, okay, what she got for us or whatever. And she she said, mm -hmm. uh, when I say black dress, you either think of one or two songs. And the one for Gen Z was, I don't know, some like fucking One Direction song I've never heard of, obviously. But what's the no. first song that pops into your head? Because I want to see if you started singing it in your head, too, as soon as you heard black dress. Black dress. With the tights underneath and the breath of yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. Fucking 303, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see them live at the final Warp Tour, and I went off way too hard, but, oh, it did my heart good, dude. <laughs> I never, I've not been to a concert still. I need to go. That's just We've depressing, man. Yeah. I, I feel for it you. Is, I guess. I've, I've been to a local, like, yeah, band. yeah, yeah. It's completely concert, different. I need to concert. take you to like a legit like metal concert with me. Yeah, that is an experience <clears throat> that you need. I've always wanted to go to uh, Rocklahoma. Yeah, I have the, too, uh, but that shit's dumb expensive, and I ain't paying that much for like three uh -huh. bands. I like. <laughs> I used to like to go to Summer Slaughter every year, 
because that was like actual like metal and that's my favorite that's my favorite type of concert to go to it's just a whole different experience Mm -hmm. I can't really describe it it's like I don't know it's just good and you need that in your life but I like that because it was uh like I like the big not necessarily festivals but you know the the big ones because you get so much more bang for your buck get the tickets and just get to see everybody (sighs) it's so good (laughs) I think what stopped me before is like one not having people go with me and want to actually see the same bands I was going for because usually they were into like rap or you know or hip-hop or you know pop or something like that but I was like metal yeah (laughs) and and I needed no one really wanted to go to those things so I didn't really have anyone to go with and then if I did go would I want to you know or I, I think I'd feel weird being around so many people, even before all this COVID stuff. Like, I just was never like, that's too many people. But I'm serious. I have to take you. I took to a Whitechapel concert a few years back and opened his eyes to a whole nother fucking world. Because all he used to (laughs) listen to was, like, rap and, well, just hip-hop, R&B, all that. And, uh, Mm. yeah, he was like, okay, the fuck is this shit? But... He still goes. I've took it. I've taken him to see Rob Zombie. Um, I've made him go. Well, I got free tickets, and I'm not a big of Mice and Men fan, but there was like a little concert they had. It's just I don't know. It's just cool. He's not into it, but <laughs> I'm into it, so yeah. he's there for it always. I got the best yeah. one, man. He's so good. <laughs> They're like, um, I like that. He has. Uh, he listens to a lot more rap and stuff than I do, but. He does listen to like seventies music, and he does listen to metal, and he does listen to rock that I like to listen to more than rap. But so I like that we could still, you know, have that. He even listens to some of my Korean music. <laughs> That's awesome. I couldn't do it, so <laughs> I applaud him. <laughs> um, I found a remix of uh, Ash Nico. She has Hatsu Miku on her album with her. And okay. Yeah, she does know. actually. You know, um, cause I saw it on Twitter and that's as much as I know about it. <laughs> yeah. She's a program that, uh, they made a few years back and they created characters for the, to promote it. And what it is, it's a music program that literally just has the sounds like their actual <clears throat> voices. And then they put words with it or letters and, or, uh, the phonic, like cocky, kuka, blah, blah, you know, like the, the okay. I don't know what that is. And so that you could literally buy the program and then you can put uh, like words and you can inch in the, where you want the notes to be. And so it make her sing or make the voice to sing. Okay. And they put characters with it and did a Hatsu, Hatsune Miku, which I love her. And she like, does a, there's, if you go on YouTube or something, you can find her, but they, she, she got so popular that she had a live concert in Los Angeles and it was like a, a, a they did the, uh, what's it called? Not a projector. A well, hologram? Yeah, a hologram. <laughs> did a hologram of her. And then people paid a shit ton of money to go watch a hologram. <laughs> and, like, she's not a real person. She's just uh, Anna. But she's, I love her. She's super cute. Anyway, uh, but she did a song with her, and I listened to it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my favorite. I hate that. So much. You hate it? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Ashniko is like. That's what I said. Like, if I were to be a 
rapper and you know singer and stuff like because she doesn't just do rap she kind of you know does rock with it too and you know like the electrical you know or the she's got a good plethora in her genre gotcha <laughs> but um but her whole aesthetic is like who i would probably be like the anime chick <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> she i love that anyways for you. um yeah but if she does have a concert we should go together Heck yes. Anyway, we totally got off subject of what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, uh, cannibals. So cannibals. Um, I don't know what we were going to say. I don't know. I thought you were done. That's why I went ahead and just started talking to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're totally done. Um, okay, so that was my... I was going to ask, was it... Yeah, he having a day. He had a really good day today. Like, ugh. Honestly, that's how my day or not day. That's how my fucking week has been strange. Like, he just had an off week, dude. Like, I don't know how to explain it unless someone has dealt with it, and I almost get tired of trying to explain it because people don't understand, and I get sick of being people being like, "You just need to bust his ass." Okay, we've tried that, and it doesn't work. I've tried, um, we tried counseling and that counselor he had for like three years didn't do anything for him. I I don't understand what she was doing. Honestly, she wasn't trying to talk to him, teach him strategies to calm down. That's what my strategies comment was about earlier, because that's one of the conversations we have. Like you need to use your strategies to keep yourself from going into overdrive and freaking out. And he did that today and I was so proud of him, but normally I mean, it's it would be just like us getting into a blind rage. Well, if you have, like, no impulse control, that can be mm-hmm. really yeah. bad. Even if you know what you're doing is not good, you know, and you can see him sometimes not wanting to do what he's doing, but he cannot stop himself because mm-hmm. that that part of his brain is saying, I need to hurt, I need to kick, I'm upset, I need to fight for this or whatever. And the logical part of his brain can't catch up and inhibit that. And he just loses Mm -hmm. it. And, but he had a better day. He has every fucking trait of oppositional defiance disorder. Do you know what that usually leads to, Dana? Antisocial goddamn personality disorder. Do you know what almost every serial killer is diagnosed with, Dana? fucking antisocial personality disorder do you know what i've been saying for the past few years data he's either gonna be a ceo or a serial killer and i'm getting more worried every day (laughs) maybe he'll just be a really mean ceo (laughs) okay so that creepy dude was pretty awesome and uh that's why the wendigo is strange Hope you liked it, and hope you tune in next week, and we'll give you another strange tale. And in the meantime, if you're feeling strange, here's what you gotta do. You're gonna send us an email and tell us why you're feeling strange, and you're gonna tell us your favorite vegetable and what dream you had last night. I have a very specific set of instructions. Send those to strangepodcast2020 at gmail.com. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and those are all at strangepod2020. 
And then the next thing you're going to do is share our posts with your friends. You can share episodes from Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor. Uh, what are the other two? Radio Public and Breaker. So yeah. share those episodes. Cool. Also, uh, our other socials, if you want to follow along with us personally, Dana is on Instagram at at ninjakicker09 and on Twitter at DanaDeaton5. And then mine are, uh, what do I have? I have Instagram and Twitter. Technically, I have Facebook, but I'm just getting a lot of like friend requests from dudes that are just sup. Oh, really? So I probably won't be on that too much anymore. It's gross and I hate it. Don't be that guy. Um, and it's just fine if you message someone like in a way to actually talk to them. But what is the purpose of going in someone's inbox and just going, sup? Unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly. It's that kind of energy, bro. Nobody wants Nobody your cares. unless they <laughs> ask for it. Nobody. I understand you're very proud of it, but please keep it to yourself. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to follow along with me to hear other rants and great advice like that, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Chris is strange. It's K R I S is strange. Got to spell it right. And so, yeah. Send us your messages. Send the email for sure. And then be sure to go follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. And what were those specific email instructions to do? Oh, they're supposed to get on there. Tell us why they were strange. Tell us their favorite vegetable and tell us what dream they had last night. I better start seeing these emails. Don't question why I need the information. I just need the information. Yeah, we just need it. <laughs> We're going to create a profile. That's all you need to know. Hey, don't tell them what I'm doing. Shh. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> okay. And this has been When We're Strange. Thanks for being strange with us. Bye. Bye. Sorry. I hit myself Goodbye. in the face when I was waving. I'm dead now. Ow.